AJ and Hillbilly Horror Stories is doing an episode all about UFOs and aliens, they'll probably stop in two weeks. You're probably right. You are listening to HHS UF Only, a Hillbilly Horror Stories bonus episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 12 of UF Only. What up, everybody? I said it right this week. You did. Tracy, I really like the story we've got for everybody today. Okay. I'm glad you like it, doll. So this is one of those stories that involves a plane. I love the ones that have planes in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love this because pilots typically have a lot of hours up in the sky. Therefore, they know when something is definitely out of the ordinary. And they know when they see something with their own eyes, what's normal and what's not normal. Yeah. So I tend to trust that. This involves an American Airlines DC-6. And the, the plane's crew and passengers had quite the experience back on October 19th, 1953. Oh, do tell. It's around 1210 a.m. Captain J.L. Kidd, he was piloting the plane and they were at about 8,000 feet. They were only 15 minutes from Philadelphia. Now, they were headed to Washington, D.C. It was a beautiful night. The moon was putting off some serious light. It illuminated the scattered overcast. Off to the right, the crew and the passengers could see the lights of Baltimore approximately 30 miles away, so obviously it was pretty clear. They were flying over, I think that's it's Conowingo Dam. Okay. So Captain Kidd, not the pirate, yeah. With the uh, the pilot, not the pirate. <laughs> Captain Kidd glanced over at his co-pilot, and he noticed that the co-pilot was kind of staring at something straight ahead of their plane. Out in front of the plane, there was a disc-shaped object. It was reflecting the bright moonlight as it made its way across the night sky, passing in and out of the scattered clouds. Captain wanted a little bit better look at the object that was now hovering in place. So, he decreased the plane's speed. When the object didn't move, he ordered the co-pilot to flash their extremely bright landing lights at the craft. You know, just in case this object didn't see them. Right, yeah. Well, they did this. So, get, get what happened next. When the light hit the craft, the object flashed an even brighter light into the cockpit of the plane, and this freaked out the pilot and the co-pilot. Yeah, it's like they're playing chicken. Yeah. So, now this little short shock, I guess you could say, quickly turned to terror when the object had completely now changed direction and was heading straight towards the plane and closing in fast. Oh, my gosh. So, at the... Had the passengers seen this at this time? I don't think I the wonder? passengers did. I think it was God. it was just at this moment, just the uh, the mm-hmm. cockpit crew that had seen it. You had to be a quick thinker right now. Well, it was so. Captain Kidd knew that he had to get his crew and passengers out of the way, so he put the plane into a gravity-assisted nosedive, instant drop. Oh shoot! Many of the passengers. That were not in their seatbelts because obviously well, yeah. they didn't know anything. There wasn't, wasn't time to say, 
you know. Yeah, get your seatbelts on. Uh, we're getting ready so to take a nosedive. Yeah, we're getting ready to take a nosedive <laughs> to avoid a craft. And thank you for flying. Uh-huh. You know, they didn't have time. So they nosedive. And, and the passengers that weren't in their seatbelts, they started to just fly all over the, the plane. They dropped 3,000 feet before the pilot could get the, the big, big-ass plane back under control. So then the disc-shaped object, it passed right above the plane almost as soon as it started to nosedive. It was a very near miss. Oh, wow. It's a stupid term anyway, near miss. It's yeah. like a near hit. Yeah. It's not a near miss because it did miss. Right. But anyway, I didn't make the term up. So once the situation was under control, Captain Kidd radioed air traffic control, and he explained the events. He asked if there was any traffic in the area and was told, no, there was nothing on the radar and nobody no other objects no other planes no other military craft were supposed to be in the area luckily for the crew and the passengers the rest of the flight was pretty uneventful <laughs> you know after they went to the bathroom and wiped their butts from <laughs> peeing on themselves can you imagine just sitting there and then taking a nose up like that yeah, it'd be most like, of them, most of them was probably asleep. Even it'd be like those, you know, those air masks drop, and it's not really to help you breathe either. It's just to keep for keep you from smelling everybody else pooping in their pants <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to the airport in D.C., and once they've landed, the crew handled the passengers who had actually been thrown about the plane and injured. That was their first concern. Then they reported the incident to the CAA. Now, to keep this out of the public spotlight, the CAA promised to investigate the case of what happened, and they would even fill in the pilots on what they found out. Mm-hmm. They also managed to keep the sighting out of the headlines, as it would be counterproductive for their misinformation campaign that they were spreading as it pertained to UFOs and the efforts to debunk the claim. It would have been pretty hard to explain why these experienced pilots saw something in the sky and what happened to all these injured passengers. Mm-hmm. To, you know, So that would have been a pretty tough one. They would have had to make the pilots look like they were idiots. But how how in the world could they keep all the passengers quiet about that, especially since they were all hurt? Well, because they could have said anything. The pilot, they, the, they could have just said, hey, there was a problem, there was a malfunction with the control panel or anything, and they just oh, had to I dip. guess so. The passengers really did not even yeah, see that. Yeah, they didn't see it. They, okay. really, they really didn't know. They just were in for a bumpy ride. This was a very scary event because had the two crafts collided and the pilots couldn't have regained the flight control, several people would have been killed in this incident. Yeah, definitely. And, we're, you know, needless to say... The pilots never heard anything else back, even mm. though they were supposed to be filled in. Nor did the government ever give an explanation as to what happened up there. So, almost all these stories, if you're paying attention, have almost the same ending. Yeah, so, uh, nobody <laughs> told anything. We know that the government's never going to get back with anybody on these, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, I thought that was a very cool situation from the 1950s. Yeah, it is. It's, it's annoying, though, that they have to go around the rest of their lives knowing this happened and they couldn't tell anybody because nobody would believe them probably. No, you're 100% correct. I need to pull up the story because there have been people, quote unquote, killed by UFOs where, you know, there was a famous pilot that his plane crashed while following a UFO. And, you know, so that that's one I need to pull up and because that's actually a really cool story. Mm-hmm. 
And at some point in time, I got to cover the story that happened in our own backyard in Louisville out at uh, GE Park back in, uh, I think it was the 80s, might have been the 90s. But there was police helicopters following this thing at GE Park. Yeah. And that got, of course, brushed under the rug. Right. So, anyways, thank you guys so much. We love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.